please? Sound the alarms! Reporting, this is PodGuard25! I repeat, PodGuard25! Alpha Team 280898! I repeat, Alpha Team 280898! This is not a drill! I repeat, this is not a drill! Big Meat Slapping Meat is a thing! I repeat, Big Meat Slapping Meat is a thing! Ladies, gentlemen, and ladies, gentlemen, my fictional friends, welcome to this rather timely episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, the podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. My name is Connor, and uh, by God, is are people not happy this week? Because uh, I feel absolutely elated okay because the man the myth the powerhouse of positivity is our wwe champion that's right in case you missed raw and you did not see any thumbnails or things on twitter big e is the wwe champion wow (laughs) the new day are now two-thirds have become WWE champion alongside being the longest reigning tag team champions in the company's history. What what a time to be alive as Big Meat slapping me could actually come true. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know where that is from, it is from an excerpt from the New Day's podcast where Biggie said that his favorite match that he'd want, his dream match, would be against Goldberg. You, Look it up on WWE's YouTube channel, or just look up big meaty men slapping meat. You'll find it. It's two minutes. It's just <laughs> Big E just saying how he doesn't care about work great. He just wants to wrestle Goldberg. And the fact is, who would have thought about nearly over a year from that clip? We are now in a universe, in a world where this is indeed possible. We could actually get big meaty men slapping meat. But that's not why we're talking about this. We're talking about the grand scope, the grand mystery that is Big E's WWE title reign. Because at the time of this recording, Big E has only really had maybe a couple appearances as WWE champion. He's had this recent one on SmackDown, and that's about it. The whole scope of his reign is basically nowhere to be found, which is why it's the perfect opportunity for me to book it. So that is going to be the focus of this week's episode. In case you don't know how all this stuff works, if you want to skip through this little pre-ramble right here, you can go down to the description, very clear, very cheeky, and go to one of the timestamps where you can go to whatever section you want, whether it be the tagline, the four-minute summary of Big E's career in WWE, or even just want to get into the story, you can do that. And if you're here from YouTube, from Apple Podcasts, from wherever please consider subscribing. It helps out the channel a lot. It helps out the podcast a lot. And if you want to be even more cheeky, leave a review. Share it with your friends. It helps me out a ton. And it makes sure that more of these random bookings like Brian Danielson could link work in the wrestling business and other things can keep on going. Wow, I've improved on my blogging so much. I'm so proud. <laughs> like, you, you see all these, like, YouTubers and all of these people who have done this so many times you don't see the beginning results where they have to learn how to plug nobody teaches you how to plug (laughs) 
I know nobody's really going to care about this, but this is why we have timestamps. That is so anxious for me. I feel so weird trying to, because it makes me feel like I'm begging for things, but it's not really begging for things. It, it, it's just me saying, hey, if you like it, share it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what people do. We all have our own separate lives. We love our, we live our dreams. We live the living, the bar. We live in all of the dreams. That's what I was trying to say. Either way, before we get into the full fantasy booking of Big E's title reign, I think we all need to address with ourselves. Let's talk about Big E's career in about four minutes. Let's get into this. Okay, we're going to start from NXT, otherwise we're going to be here forever from FCW. So do debuting on the 1st of August 2012, Big E would debut his infamous five count gimmick in which he would basically win matches at the count of five for pinfalls. It got over so much to an extent that he would eventually carry him to the main event of NXT in which he would challenge Seth Rollins for the NXT Championship. Roughly the same time, in early 2013, he would eventually debut on the main roster and align himself with Dolph Ziggler, debuting by attacking John Cena. During this period, Big E would also go on to both shows holding the NXT Championship and being on the main roster to assist Dolph Ziggler, who would eventually drop the NXT title to Bo Dallas and become Dolph Ziggler's full-time henchman. During this period, Dolph Ziggler would eventually turn face, abandoning Big E and AJ Lee and their whole partnership in general. Big E would eventually flounder for several months until he would get into a very eventful singles match with CM Punk. He would eventually lose the bout, but in doing this and a whole thing with Paul Heyman, he was dubbed a rookie by him, eventually leading him to turn face and feud against the likes of the Wyatts and the Shield. He would eventually capture his very first championship in WWE by pinning Curtis Axel for the Intercontinental title. He would hold it all the way up to Extreme Rules and where he would drop the belt to Bad News Barrett. Over this period, he would once again flounder across the mid-card until he would find himself in a tag team partnership with Kofi Kingston. This would lead to a very eventful angle in which he would align himself also with Xavier Woods. They'd be off television for several months until the birth of the New Day. The New Day debuted as a gospel preaching powers of positivity group that did not go well at first. Well, you see, people did not like the New Day at first. The power of positivity and all the gifts that it gave, gave the wrong taste in people's mouths, eventually having them being turned on by the crowd, even getting Kofi Kingston, who was purely a babyface at the time, booed. This would all culminate at Extreme Rules, where they would eventually turn heel and capture their very first WWE Tag Team titles. They would eventually drop the belts to the Prime Time players and regain them at SummerSlam, beginning and ending their very historic over 400-day tag title reign. During this period, they would trade tag titles back and forth, back and forth, until eventually the rise of Kofi Mania, in which Kofi Kingston would become WWE Champion. He would eventually drop the belt, leading to various other tag team situations where Big E would capture the tag team titles, feuding with the likes of the Usos and various others, until the eventual brand split, 
in which Big E would be drafted to SmackDown and The New Day were drafted to Raw. Whilst they were still technically aligned, they were basically going on their own thing where Big E would capture the Intercontinental title from Sami Zayn, hold it for several months until he would drop it to Apollo Crews at WrestleMania. Over time, he would eventually capture the Money in the Bank briefcase. And where we begin now from our story, he has now won via cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase the WWE Championship from Bobby Lashley. Looking like he's about to feud with Roman Reigns and whoever comes further on any episode of Raw. Wow, that was nearly one take. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe it. Ah, well, God, this is, this is a great day. This is a great day. Usually this takes me a little peek behind the curtain here. Usually like three or four takes because they usually stutter a bunch. That was, that was pretty close. That was really good. Wow. It's like I've I've slowly gotten better at this. <laughs> Yay! I did it, guys! I did it! But at the end of the day, this is this is not about me. We're still talking about Big E. We've talked about his history. We've gone through it. We've we've gone through his various tag title reigns, his intercontinental titles, and now his recent WWE championship where he's finally reunited with the new day. But we still need to go through what else can we do with Big E? And the only way we can do that is by going through a little thing I like to call the tagline. So for those of you who are new to this podcast, the tagline is basically my summary, my thought process of what I plan to do with said wrestler or superstar of the week. Basically, think of it like a summary that you'd see when you're scrolling through the channels, scrolling through Netflix, scrolling through Crunchyroll, because apparently WWE, I always say this every week, has a show that's supposedly coming out. And also, a horror show with The New Day. What? <laughs> I can't believe I didn't even talk about this. The fact that The New Day is getting a Netflix horror special involving The Undertaker, where you, it, it's, it's your choose your own movie. What? Why? I'm not gonna complain. That that's amazing. I I want to see it. I, I'm not even a big fan of horror movies. <laughs> I'm I'm a scaredy cat in real life. So this might be one of the very few horror movies that I will watch. I can't believe it. They convinced me. They they roped me in. They roped me into this. <laughs> they forced many people to watch Raw. They've roped me into watching a pro wrestling movie that isn't. <laughs> Wrestlers versus zombies. <laughs> what a what a time to be alive. Anyways, with that out of the way and that really weird tangent, I believe it's time that we get into this. So I need to ask all of you, my fictional friends, to give me your energy for a second. Give me that give me that power of positivity. As I ask myself to cue the music, future me! So capturing the WWE Championship is, of course, a big deal. It is the pinnacle of sports entertainment. I don't know if I can say wrestling, but sports entertainment. And Big E is basically having the best run of his career right now. I think his time on SmackDown has cemented him as a legitimate main event to upper mid-card level threat. And right now, he's untested as a main event level talent in the WWE. We all believe he can do it. I do, for one. He's had some fantastic matches. 
but in the eyes of WWE, and the eyes of, I think you can argue, the company, he's still a reasonably untested main event talent. In the very much the same way to Kofi Kingston. There's, there's some parallels to this. But does that mean that he's going to be a champion who maybe like a Rey Mysterio will be losing a bunch? No, he's a big, meaty, beefy boy who can kind of do a lot of stuff that people his size really can't. The spear through the ropes, the big ending, that type of stuff is very difficult to do. And as we've seen from like bigger guys like the Great Carly, size doesn't always matter. But in the case of Big E, there's the debate of him like going super serious or being a more comedic figure. Personally, I'm of the camp that he needs to stay comedic, but I can understand where people think, oh, maybe people won't take him seriously. But I think that's the charm of Big E. He's the type of guy who can be comedic, be funny and be entertaining, which is ultimately what WWE's product tries to push, the smiles on people's faces type of approach. And he could also turn it up and be serious. I think that's a great combination. And with the track record of The New Day, this is very important. The track record of The New Day, they are these reliable comedic figures who have also shown their levels of depth and seriousness. You can go back to the Wyatt feud with Xavier Woods, Kofi Mania, and now Big E, who's now on this meteoric rise as WWE Champion. So my tagline for this week for Big E is... Capturing the greatest prize in sports entertainment, a powerhouse of positivity must carry the flagship show. Whether he's a friend or he is a foe, the weight of the company is now carried by him alone. I know that sounds kind of rap and rhymey, but that's kind of what I think of Big E's current position in WWE right now. There's discourse from people in the wrestling community, positive and negative, about should he be more serious? Should he stick with being comedic? And honestly, it's a debate that I can see both sides of. But ultimately, what makes Big E isn't the fact that he can be serious. We've seen serious Big E. It's those comedic, charming, confident elements and his, you know, ability to be flamboyant when needed. I think that's the beauty of Big E, being such a strong, powerful figure, but also you know, fun and comedic, which if you look at main event babyfaces is really missing. And so as we go into the story of Big E's title reign, I think it's very important to keep in mind his relationship with the New Day, his, you know, time being his very first run as WWE champion, and reflect on that as we dive into the story of Big E's WWE title reign. Let's see how far the power of positivity can get you. So how does this story begin? Well, thank God that we have subject to change cards on Raw, don't we? Because uh, it's now been officially advertised that we're getting the New Day versus the Bloodline on Raw. That is very convenient, which basically means that's our intro for this week, and that is the start of this booking. So our story begins with the six-man tag of the New Day versus the Bloodline. We're starting to build up, you know, the rivalry between the factions on the Build to Survivor series, which is in a few months' time. This is the official, like, big clash between them. I, I personally think when they first come in, they have the nice little visual of the Usos holding up the tag belts. 
and Reigns held up the Universal as like Big E holds up the WWE Championship reunited with Woods and Kofi Kingston. That's a very cool thing. We haven't seen them team together for about almost a year now. So that's, that's fun. That's great. But we, we got to keep this realistic and I hate to do it because we see it enough. But I'm not controlling the rest of the card. I'm only doing this story. So, uh, yeah, you're going to hate me for this. Uh, screw finish at the end because uh, I don't think either of them should lose at this point because they are interrupted by the return of the Hurt Business. Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, MVP, and Bobby Lashley come into clean house attacking Big E. The bloodline, of course, walk away as it looks like Big E is about to defeat Roman Reigns. And we get essentially the Hurt Business reuniting and reforming, standing tall on the this episode of Raw. The next week, we have MVP alongside Cedric, Shelton, and Lashley coming over to the ring. As MVP cuts a promo saying how, you know, Cedric and Shelton have came back into the Hurt Business. As MVP stares down the camera and says that the reason why they're back is because they've learned their place. They have learned their lesson. Prime Alexander knows his role. Shelton Benjamin now knows his role. To get Bobby Lashley the WWE Championship that was stolen from him. And he then addresses Big E simply saying that, is this what this company has led to? Laughing stocks as the WWE Champion? Biggie, do you not remember what happened to your brother Kofi when you weren't here? Let me remind you that playing video games and chucking pancakes cost him the WWE Championship. Or better yet, the same night that you won the Money in the Bank contract, that's where Kofi Kingston suffered his biggest and most humiliating loss to the chief hurt officer of the hurt business and beat him within an inch of his life to retain his WWE Championship. Big E, you can parade around as the WWE Champion. Nobody can take away that accomplishment from you. But just know that your days are numbered. Big E cuts it off there. And basically, that is the Hurt Business for a bit. I know I just said Big E. I stumbled on my words. Yeah. So basically, that is the Hurt Business officially establishing they're reunited. And it feels so good. But that's not going to be the next big thing that happens. Because you see, we have a Saudi Arabia show coming up. And, uh, you know... The WWE Championship has changed hands now, and that's great. It's fantastic. Because you know what this means, ladies and gentlemen? You know, I said it as a joke in the intro, but it, it's legit here. We are going to finally get big, meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> We're gonna get it. And I know I'm mostly doing this for the memes. I know it's not really what hardcore wrestling fans would want, but you know what? For all the crap that Goldberg gets, and I get it. I'm not a big fan of Goldberg, personally. I didn't grow up in the era of, you know, Goldberg dominating WCW. Hell no, I just saw him spear a guy in 2004. That's all I knew of Goldberg up until I did a little bit of research. So, for me, Goldberg is still a great established star you can have put over younger talent. You know, he put over Bobby Lashley. He put over Goldberg. He, he, yeah, he put himself over. Goldberg put himself over. 
<laughs> by coming back. He's putting over Sunberg. He's putting over Sunberg. <laughs> but more importantly, he put over Drew McIntyre. I think if you put him in the big Saudi show, we can get Big E to go over there, win, win, get a big title victory. You know, establish him as a main event star. It's good for Big E. And you can kind of, you know, show the stuff of his wackiness that Big E is kind of experiencing. Now, over these weeks of Raw, we also get, you know, several bits. Because, you know, Raw's a three-hour show and it just loves to, you know, add in random bits for no reason. We get, essentially, various video packages just showing that Big E is getting busier and busier as WWE Champion. Really trying to sell the idea that Big E is now a much more worldwide figure and is now holding the WWE Championship and the company itself on his back. An experience that he never had to do as a tag team champion or even being beside Kofi Kingston when he was WWE Champion. The weight of the world is being put onto Big E. So this continues on. We get a series of matches waiting for his next challenger who turns out to be Drew McIntyre. Why Drew McIntyre? Because he's probably going to SmackDown soon and with the whole Bobby Lashley thing out the way, he can still challenge for the WWE Championship because let's be honest here, it feels weird seeing Drew in the mid card and this gives you another big win for Big E. We can get over with Drew McIntyre how Big E is this comedic champion and you know, he had to fight through wars, fighting through Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, serious killers. And he's asking the question, could Big E be WWE Champion? You know that this isn't a joke, right? Stop throwing out pancakes. Stop doing all these things. I, I respect that this is you and this is all you and this is your friends, but this isn't a joke. When you're WWE Champion, your life changes. And Big E, you know, he's still kind of new to it. We get some shrugs with him and the New Day where he's just trying to have fun, but... Some of these things are cut off by producers and directors who are asking him to, you know, go to these other things. He's no longer riding with the New Day as consistently. He's, he's still having matches with them, but it's just not as frequent. And this all culminates at Hell in a Cell. This is not going to be the big Hell in a Cell match because, you know, the women are getting them now. We could always have it for the Universal Championship. So this is just going to be a standard singles match between Big E and Big Old Drew. In which, well... Biggie has a little bit more of his playfulness nature in there, you know, treating it like a standard singles match, not really a big WWE title match, which hits him Claymore in the face. Like, really bad. Like, to a point where Biggie, because he fell outside the ring, is able to, you know, make sure that he doesn't get pinned by McIntyre. But even despite this, he manages to pull out the underdog victory, hitting the big ending for the 1-2-3. Biggie is now beaten. Big meaty men slapping meat, Goldberg and Drew McIntyre heading into Survivor Series in which at the ending segment of Hell in a Cell, we get what we got on SmackDown, but just better. Where it is Biggie holding up the WWE Championship high as Roman Reigns looks on as Hell in a Cell goes off the air. The very next week on Monday Night Raw, we get... Big E and the New Day coming out. They run through their typical New Day shtick about how we have the WWE Champion, Big E. We have Kofi Kingston. We have Xavier Woods and how they are gunning for the tag team title so they can face the Usos at Survivor Series, which they eventually will, but we won't go into that much. That's just side details. 
And as Xavier Woods is about to address the bloodline and everything else, Biggie politely just asks Wood to be quiet for a second as he grabs a microphone and addresses Roman Reigns in the ring. Biggie states that, I see you, Roman. I see you on SmackDown. I've seen your entire Universal Championship reign firsthand. Brian, Owens, Edge, you have beaten everyone who has dared step up to you. You know, I could have challenged you for the Universal Championship, and you know, I could have. I could have went for it, and you know what? Deep down, I think I would have won. But I didn't. Because I wasn't scared of you, Roman. Not because I didn't think I could beat you, not because I couldn't, like, be the world champion that your so-called advocate believed that I couldn't be. Because I wanted to do this. I wanted to win the WWE Championship with my brothers, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, the men who have hoisted me from obscurity to main event status. You may overlook me because I like to jive my hips, perform a couple splits now and again, maybe even have a smile on my face. The one thing that you cannot overlook is that for the past 11 years, I've never had a world title shot. And when I did, I captured the most prestigious prize in WWE. Just like you, Roman, I have a family. A family where if somebody wins, we all win. Not just you, not just you and you alone, everyone. So at Survivor Series, I will prove that family is thicker than blood. At Survivor Series, I make the bloodline feel the power of brotherhood. And with that, he cuts off the mic. Xavier Woods is just looking surprised like, oh, oh. And Kofi is always like, damn, man, you ready? And just as it looks like Biggie is about to say some more stuff, out comes Jay Uso delivering orders from his tribal chief to take on Big E on the main event of Raw. Because you know what? Wild card rules, random interferences, it's that time of the season. It's the, how can these things happen? Who is the most dominant superior brand? Oh, wow. People from Raw going to SmackDown. It's like we didn't have a draft already. So we have ourselves a Big E, Jey Uso match, where of course Big E eventually picks up the win on the build to the match. But of course, right at the end, Roman spears Big E with the New Day coming out to make the save as Raw goes off the air. We basically have the inverse of that happening the next week on SmackDown where Big E noticeably, you know, just a little bit more hurt, just a little bit more anger coming out of his eyes because he was humiliated on his branded show comes out with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, which is set up that the main event of SmackDown will be Kofi Kingston versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns picks up the win, but unlike the situation that happened on Raw, the bloodline stand tall. From this point forward, we get a series of video packages hyping up the champions versus champions. The whole event is built off of the New Day versus the bloodline. The biggest factions in WWE today coming to lock horns we get various things talking about the new day's history with the usos uh, roman reigns and the shields history with the new day we get 
the big video packages showing Biggie as the WWE champion, the triumphant story of that. And we get in the inverse, Roman Reigns corrupting his brothers, teaming and aligning with Paul Heyman, and so on and so forth, until we get to Survivor Series in which it's dubbed their Blood Family versus Blood Brothers. And with it, we have ourselves our big Survivor Series clashes. Biggie versus Roman Reigns, New Day versus the Usos. The New Day win purely just to, you know, stick it to Roman Reigns, who is something to be angry about, to be honest, and also put over the New Day strong, being the Raw Tag Team Champions, where I assume they'd be RK, bro. Because I think that's kind of a nice little thing that you can do. And with it, we have Big E coming out being a little bit more serious. So much more serious than he was beginning of his championship run. He's not goofing around as much. We, we still see the, like, smiles and happiness of being WWE Champion, but with the New Day skits and stuff like that. But when they leave, we just see that kind of smile melt away, almost like he's putting on a mask to, you know, keep them all happy. And we get Roman Reigns versus Big E, a very good back and forth match where Big E eventually loses to Roman Reigns due to a guillotine choke in which Big E passes out, not not able to withstand the pressure of Roman Reigns. And this is Big E's first big loss. Another theme of Big E losses in which, you know, I'll gladly explain here. You look back at some of Big E's big title losses that he's had as a single star. We're talking the Intercontinental Championship with Apollo Crews, his match against Bad News Barrett. That was when Big E was attempting to be incredibly serious. We look at, you know, his promo with Apollo Crews in the Build to Mania when he said he was going to maim Apollo Crews. We look back to his stuff with Bad News Barrett, where Bad News Barrett was just kind of taking the piss out of him. And this is kind of something similar. It's kind of a trend with Big E that when he gets serious, things don't seem to work out. But how does this go forward? Let's talk about it. So the next night on Raw, we get the New Day coming out once again and Big E being noticeably shook. You, you see him kind of doing all the yucking and jiving and moving around his hips and maybe going for a split, but it just, you know, it doesn't feel like he's going all the way with it. He's just kind of going through the motions a bit as Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston succeed about their huge, great, big match against the Usos where they beat their long-time rivals. And in this, we finally get the return of MVP and the Hurt Business in which MVP praises his leadership in helping Bobby Lashley and the rest of the Raw Survivor Series team defeat SmackDown in the traditional 5-on-5 Survivor Series match. In it, he highlights how, through this performance and how in various other situations, he gives statistics about how he beat Goldberg faster than Big E, how he outperformed him in Survivor Series performances, and how he actually led Raw to victory over SmackDown. In this, he highlights that just like how he defended the championship more than once, which eventually allowed Big E to capture the WWE Championship, Big E doesn't have what it takes to be WWE Champion. Sure, he's beaten Goldberg, he's beaten Drew McIntyre, but does he really have the guts and skills to do all the media tours, to be the happy-go-lucky guy? That That isn't how 
WWE work that isn't what should represent the WWE as a company. And he highlights it by saying that Jokers are never champions. They are sidekicks. And with it, Big E immediately as MVP demands a WWE Championship match, he, he just shouts, you're on. And of course, the New Day look on absolutely confused because why on earth would Big E accept a WWE Championship match from Bobby Lashley, a guy who we beat for the championship and from many people's eyes, kind of hasn't really earned it in a number one contenders match or anything of the such. And Big E explains to the New Day in the locker room to trust him. Because he feels guilty that he wasn't there when Bobby Lashley assaulted Xavier Woods in front of Kofi Kingston. He wasn't there when Kofi Kingston got annihilated by Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. There's a sense of guilt that he wants to correct. Now that he's on Raw, he wants to make sure that his brothers are safe. And with it, the New Day, they just kind of accept him. We get in the build to our very next pay-per-view, tables, ladders, and chairs. We get ourselves some fabulous six-man tag matches with the New Day and the Hurt Business tag matches that we should have had, but we never had, that quite frankly, I think would be absolute bangers, okay? Like Cedric and Shelton, when they were teaming, they were awesome together. And adding in Bobby Lashley, it was a great defined unit. It was fun. It was great. But in this, we highlight a couple things. In this build to the WWE Championship match, we highlight that Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston are perfectly in sync, and Big E really isn't. Every time that a new day wins, it's because of Kofi and Xavier. It's never because of Big E, because he's too focused on Bobbles Lashley. Additionally, with this, the person to take the fall in these matches it's entirely because of Big E. He doesn't take the fall in these to, you know, keep the stakes of the WWE Championship, but he's partially due to this because he takes too many risks like spearing like people off the apron a la Cedric Alexander when it wasn't ready. In fact, he gets in the last match in the build to it. Cedric avoids the spear, allowing enough of a distraction for Woods and Kofi to get hit by Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Lock allowing the Hurt Business to win as we head to TLC. I nearly forgot the pay-per-view, I'll be honest with you. In this, the New Day are trying to shrug off some of the situations because that's all they really can do in these losses. It's how the New Day have been such a consistent team. And with it, we see, you know, Big E trying to join in with this. He's trying to have some fun with it. And we see, as this happens, the camera's slowly zooming in on Big E's face just you know, kind of half-assing it a bit. His eyes just being just a little bit more, you know, sad. And his, you know, face just thinking, you know, just a little bit more of a frown as we head into TLC. Now, TLC is a bit of a cluster here. We have our match, Big E versus Bobby Lashley. Like pretty much a big meaty men slap and meat match. Very, like big course blows and it all culminates into several distractions from the Hurt Business outnumbering the New Day in which Bobby Lashley locks in the Hurt Lock and as Big E as powers out of it, he's the first one to power out. Lashley eventually hits a spear on Big E 
for the one, two, three. Bobby Lashley is your WWE champion. Big E having been forced to go this corporate route, but continually trying to deny it by associating with a New Day, sw swiving his hips and being a little bit more of a joke, even in matches where it felt like he shouldn't be, as in this TLC match with Bobby Lashley, has lost through the power of positivity and comedic effect. And with it, that is not the end of our story. Cause uh, this is only act one, baby. So we've had our jokes, we've had our jucking and jiving with Big E and the slow descent into more of a serious tone after being forced to do a bunch of media tours and going into this and kind of half-assing his comedic effect that kind of made him all famous. Big E is now at a pretty low point in the story as we head into Act 2. He's lost the WWE Championship. But don't worry, he's gonna get it back eventually, we're just not quite there yet. Biggie is now completely committed to doing this. He is solely set on reclaiming the WWE Championship in which he is given permission by the New Day to attempt this. The Xavier Woods and Kofi promise that they'll stay in the tag team division because they feel that a loss was unjust and that, you know, like with Kofi Kingston's reign, he deserves another shot. So Big E is entirely committed to a singles run, so much so that as the weeks and weeks go on, we start to see him appear less and less with the New Day and his demeanor and gear getting darker and darker. We're talking the bright, vibrant colors of the blues and whites and greens and pinks that Big E is known for wearing kind of going to these darker and darker colors. Some might say a heel turn, but we'll find out. So with this, despite the seriousness and him picking up a series of wins, he can't quite win the big ones. Stuff like number one contenders matches in which he is trying to gun for the WWE Championship, but he just doesn't quite get it. And it gets even more and more frustrating as he goes into tag team matches where, you know, as Xavier Woods and Kofi are kind of dancing around, he's just having a straight walk down to the ring. And Woods and Kofi, they, they notice this, but they, they try and ignore it for several months, kind of almost denying the fact that Big E is kind of changing from the friend and brother that they once knew. And with this, this all culminates in a number one contenders match in 2022, in the build-up to the Royal Rumble, it's Big E versus Riddle, and Riddle pulls out a miracle of a roll-up for the 1-2-3, defeating Big E, and with it, the New Day come out to support Big E to comfort him, knowing that this is the closest he's been so far to being and getting another WWE Championship shot, and in a shock that made send rifts in the WWE. Big E, he shoves Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston and he just walks out of the ring. We get this kind of like ooh and ah to the idea of, wait a minute, are they are they actually going to split up the New Day? Uh, no, this, this can't be, right? Because, you know, people have always been wondering, could the New Day break up? Well, maybe this is the thing that can do it. So, Moving on to the next couple of weeks, we don't see Big E for several weeks. We get six-man tag matches with The New Day and Riddle against The Hurt Business. And during this period, we never see Big E. He's 
kind of, you know, a little bit down in the dump, so to speak, as we head to a fortnight before the Royal Rumble. It is advertised, so you know it's going to happen, that Big E will address his circumstances with the New Day. And the first thing that he does as he walks down to the ring, he doesn't clap, he doesn't do any of the old, like, chalk powder from his old gimmick, he just saunters down to the ring, he grabs a microphone, and he asks for Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston to come out. And they come out almost a little bit hesitant, they see their friend who hasn't been calling them or texting them, which has been mentioned throughout the show that... Yeah, what, what's he doing here? Why is he so disheveled and shocked by this loss? Like, it, it, it's never really happened before with Big E. It almost seems like he's down in the dumps. And with it, Big E grabs a microphone and he says that he apologizes for what he did to Kofi and Woods. He, he, he apologizes for making them worry. And he says that maybe the words of MVP were right. He says that he thinks that it might be true that every time he's in a big match and he was a joke, it cost him. It did more harm than good. And that no matter what he does to try and push himself to the top, he just isn't quite making it. And that he spent 11 years to get this one WWE Championship opportunity and he let it stumble through his fingers because he just couldn't take the pressure of being WWE Champion. And Xavier Woods just simply says that that's not you. And Biggie just says, it is me, Woods. Every time I grab something, I just let everybody down. What hurts most is I let you down. My brothers, the people who I promised that if I became WWE Champion, we would change this company the same way that... If I did, we'd get more opportunities for people like Kofi Kingston, for people like Humberto Carrillo, for people, people like Cesaro, people like Keith Lee, people like us who worked so damn hard but just only get a fraction of the opportunities. And as he says this, he, he says that for all of this, I've hurt you guys more than... I've ever wished to hurt anyone in my life. Which is why I am leaving the New Day. Big E slowly walks out of the ring. He doesn't even let Xavier Woods or Kofi talk. He just walks down to the ring. And with it, Xavier Woods keeps on saying, What, what do you mean? You, you, you're not allowed to leave. You can't just leave. But what about us? What about this whole group that we've built over the past several years. And so with this, Xavier Woods demands as Biggie has left the stage to beg Adam Pearce and beg Sonya Deville to make a match at the Royal Rumble. Xavier Woods versus Big E. And if Big E wins, he can leave the New Day. But Xavier Woods wins, Big E must stay. With this, we have the build to the Royal Rumble. It's Big E versus Xavier Woods. Of course, with only one week left of build here, there isn't really going to be much in terms of confrontation because this ain't a battle or a fight of heated rivals. This is, this is a battle of brothers who are 
you know, essentially broken up and disheartened. Kofi kind of being the middleman in this conflict that is happening. And Xavier Woods just not wanting his friend to let go and give up on everything because he let them down because he never let anybody down. It's just that, you know, the pressure got to him in the way that pressure gets to everybody in real life. Sometimes life throws you so much that you're not ready to handle, but it gives you the experience to eventually handle that pressure. And that's the experience that we're getting with Big E at this point. So we head into the Royal Rumble. We get a video package highlighting the great moments of the New Day heading into this shocking thing where Big E hasn't been seen in weeks. And we get Big E versus Xavier Woods, which, oh god, that doesn't sound right, does it? The match is the most serious we've seen Big E ever. You know, we... We see him just, like, saunter down the ring, very serious, in a purely black singlet. And we see Xavier Woods, you know, even have a little bit of a change of demeanor himself. He's fighting not for a championship, but this is bigger than a championship. He's fighting for his friend. And, of course, Kofi Kingston's kind of in the middle of this. He doesn't quite know how to do this or what is going to happen here because it's because of these two friends that he was able to win the WWE Championship. It's because of their undying support of each other that the New Days became as successful as it is. And we get a very good back and forth match between the pair in which Biggie goes for a big ending. But because Xavier Woods knows him so well, he hits him between the ropes and he eventually hits his patented springboard elbow and gets the one, two, three. Xavier Woods beats Big E and Big E just goes on this almost emotional breakdown at the end of the match. He's slamming at the ring. He's hitting the ring bells. He's just, he grabs a microphone and shouts, why can't you let me go? Why can't you let me go? Don't you see? I'm just gonna let you all down again. Like I, like I seem to be doing for the past five or six months that I've been trying to pursue this championship and be the true champion that you've all wanted me to be. I can't do it, Woods. I can't do it, Kofi. No matter how much you push me to do this, I just can't do it. And with this, we see Woods and Kofi, particularly Kofi, grabs the microphone, seeing all of this happen. He says that it doesn't matter what the company thinks. It doesn't matter if you become WWE champion or not. We just want our friend back. We want the guy who was willing to joke around with us backstage in catering. We want the guy who would do splits in the middle of the show. That's the guy that we're missing. That's what the whole WWE universe is missing. We're not missing you being WWE champion. We want you to be there. But what's most important is that we have our friend back. And that's all that matters. And that it's this Big E that we want. It's not because we don't love you, E. We love the goof. We love the jiving. And by hook or by crook, if this means so much to you, we will fight hook by crook to make you WWE champion. And no matter what you say, you will not leave this group because we are all still here. And we still believe in you, E, no matter what anybody else thinks. 
We know inside of you, inside of your heart, there is always and forever be a power of positivity. And with this, Big E is still kind of conflicted. He rushes out of the ring as even with this and this whole situation, we still have a Royal Rumble to go in which this all culminates this sadness and grief as Biggie, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods make it to the final 10 participants in the Royal Rumble as, you know, people like the Usos go ahead and try and wreck house and, you know, some of your big contenders like Keith Lee try to throw out first Xavier Woods, then Kofi Kingston, who doesn't get his Rumble save. And then Keith Lee grabs Big E and he throws him over the top rope in which Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods catch Big E and they carry him over to the steel steps. And we get a very nice close-up from the cameramen who see them all together as they say, you've got this, E. You have got this. We believe in you, and that's all that you need. Big E, you will be WWE Champion. And you know how you're going to be it? By being you. And we see the New Day embrace as the referees try and order Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods to leave. And in this... Biggie makes it to the final three, in which our winner of the Royal Rumble is not Biggie, but it's it's Keith Lee. Biggie's eliminated. He walks back. He embraces the New Day one more time, and we get the very nice subtle zoom as he's walking to the back as the cameraman look that slowly pans as it did with Kofi Mania over to the WrestleMania sign. Because even in defeat, Big E has learned that his friends are always with him. As we head into Act 3. So we have reached Act 3, our final destination, no items period, where Big E is now on the chase for the WWE Championship after... On the very next episode of SmackDown, Keith Lee has confirmed that he is challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Why? Because I flipping said so. Moving on from this, it is now the road to WrestleMania. And in this, we are building for Big E to get the WWE Championship from good old Bobbles Lashley. But of course, MVP claims that he hasn't deserved it. Every opportunity that Big E has, he's always squandered. He wasn't good enough to be serious, and he couldn't make the WWE Championship special when he was a comedy act. So Big E to MVP is completely nothing. Of course, Xavier Woods defends Big E alongside Kofi Kingston, saying that they would do anything to give Big E his true shot at the WWE Championship. And MVP, he, he smiles, he snickers, and says, Really? Really? You you do anything for him. You, you call him your brother. Well, how about you repeat some magic from a couple years ago? And uh, MVP looks over to the Titantron, and uh, it replays the events of SmackDown several years ago, where Big E and Xavier Woods challenged 
the entire SmackDown tag division in order to give Kofi Kingston his shot at the WWE Championship. Now, MVP says that if you can do this next week on Raw, Bobby Lashley will challenge Big E for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. So it is set. Next week, the New Day must defeat the entire Raw Tag Division, it's about really like three or four tag teams, to win a shot for Big E to beat Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. So here's how this goes. There's also an additional order by MVP. Big E is forced to watch live on commentary as this whole thing happens because he wants to see his brothers suffer for him. So in this, we get Mason T-Bar versus Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, in which they managed to pull out a win very quick and decisively, which results in them getting beat up almost right at the ending of the bell, leading to the very next team, the Lucha House Party, who kind of feel bad about it, but will do this anyways. So their match continues. The match continues on, get more competitive back and forth between the teams until, well, Kofi Kings and Xavier Woods pull out another win, very similar to their experience on the road to WrestleMania several years ago. Additionally, with this, we see Big E kind of getting more and more furious as, you know, his brothers are forced to fight for their lives in this thing and he can't do anything about it. We see, you know, his friends like Byron Saxon try and restrain him, people who they've dubbed his official fourth member of the New Day. With this, we continue on. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali are next, in which Ali and Mustafa Ali and Mansoor in a unlikely character development that has been developing over this unlikely tag team forfeit, kind of showing signs of character development for Ali who kind of blamed Kofi for why he didn't get his shot at the WWE Championship at the Elimination Chamber several years ago, and also developing his friendship with Mansoor, who didn't really want to fight them at all. Like his, you know, weird, goofy, caca thing. I don't know. Yeah, that happens. Until we get the Viking Raiders, another big, burly tag team, in which the New Day pull out a win via a count-out victory. And people think they've won. They've they've did it. But it's one more thing MVP introduces. He introduces the Hurt Business. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. And of course, at this point, Biggie is getting furious. They've been through four matches in a row. It's gone for over an hour. And with it, as it looks like Biggie is about to step up and go straight to the ring to at least like hat on the side of the ring to cheer on his friends. Out comes Bobby Lashley, delivering a spear to Big E, allowing a big enough distraction for the Hurt Business to win. Costing Big E his shot at the WWE Championship. The weeks roll on and Elimination Chamber passes by and we get a promo from Big E saying that what happened was not fair. He wants one more shot to make this right. He will do anything to get his hands on Bobby Lashley and prove his friends right who believed in him. MVP walks out once again being the advocate of Bobby Lashley, saying just 
Like, you don't deserve to be WWE Champion again. Look at what happened. You relying on your friends to get a title shot. Compare that to the Chief Hurt Officer. He made deals with champions. He locked them down and he made a legacy as one of the greatest WWE Champions of all time. You think friendships was going to change that? Biggie looks completely conflicted as his doubts and beliefs and reassurance from the New Day after all that he's been through start to slowly crumble away as Kofi and Xavier come out once again. Xavier Woods gets on the microphone and says, listen here, you don't get to tell us what a WWE champion looks like. If we think it's Big E, then we think it's Big E. We, the New Day, have never been what a champion looks like or should act like in WWE. When people said that we should be serious, we became gospel singers. When people said we would be serious, we threw out pancakes. When people said we were serious, I ran outside the ring playing a trombone named Francesca. WWE or not, we have accomplished more than most, or if any, faction achieves in their entire career. We are the only group to win a world title across two-thirds of its members. We are the only men to ever have pushed against stereotypes and won. The New Day is a challenge to what can be entertaining. The New Day is a challenge to history. Xavier Woods can say, continues, finally ending saying, I am of the belief and will be forever of this belief that High tides raises all sails. Give Big E one more shot at the grandest stage of them all. And if he can't win, then the New Day disbands. Plain and simple. And with that, MVP smiles. He signals to Bobby Lashley. And he accepts, knowing that if he wins, he destroys one of the most successful factions in WWE history. So that is our build to WrestleMania. Big E fighting for his friends and fighting for his team against Bobby Lashley, a man who took away and threw away his entire team and business to become WWE Champion. A man united and held up by his friends versus a man who threw out his team when he had his chance. So there we have it. The build to WrestleMania. It's Big E versus Bobby Lashley. Big E, of course, gets a special entrance, recapping his time with the New Day, recapping his time as a, you know, person with the five gimmick, being Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard, so to speak, all culminating to this one crucial moment where he's out there with the New Day He's yucking, he's jithing more than he ever has before. Maybe even does a split on the way to the ring. Pyro going everywhere. And we get, of course, to create an intro for him. I'm thinking more of a cinematic version of Biggie's current theme where it begins with feel the power. Maybe almost like orchestral as we bring in the new day. You know, bringing out all of the latest hits that they've had over the years. The trombone named Francesca. Pancakes, cereal, 
you know, random themed wrestling gear, anything that you want against Bobby Lashley, the serious, almighty Bobby Lashley coming out like a god among men. So the match happens. We see Big E trying to be super serious at the beginning, then quickly going outside the ring after being thrown out by Lashley as Big E is encouraged by Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston to just be himself. It doesn't matter what happens. They will always be brothers, whether they are a team or not. Big E gets back in the ring. We have a great back and forth exchange between the pair, leading to Big E going for the big ending that is quickly countered into the hurt lock. It looks like Big E is about to pass out. His eyes are going to, into a complete glaze as he closes his eyes and he powers out of the hurt lock. He closed lines down Bobby Lashley. He like shakes the ropes as his like New Day brothers tell him to go get him. Go get him. As Big E hits the big ending in the center of the ring. One, two, three. He smashes the canvas. He's done it. Big E is once again the WWE champion alongside Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Through all the hardship, through all the struggle of trying to be the most perfect, serious, corporate WWE champion that he could be, he found that he didn't need to be that. He just needed his friends, his family, the people who brought him up. Because he was not what the fans needed. He was what the WWE needed. A figure who could preach the power of positivity to overcome any obstacle in his way. So we have reached the end of this episode. Oh, what a what a way to end. What a way to end this episode of Big E's ascent into the WWE Championship. See, I really wanted him to win it a second time to kind of like prove the fact that he could be WWE Champion because I feel like we didn't get that with Kofi. I know I said it was just going to be his WWE title reign, but I felt like in order to tell his story, you kind of needed an arc where he loses the championship. And also just to solidify that I think Biggie is better as a comedic character with serious elements rather than just being completely serious. Because that's, that's ultimately, I think, the appeal of Biggie. That's kind of how I view his whole arc. And when I looked at the challenges, I think Bobby Lashley was the one person who was perfect for this because of his history with the New Day, his whole thing against, like, MVP. It's it's a great dynamic that fits quite well with Biggie's story, the idea that Lashley threw away his associates when he claimed the top prize, whereas Biggie, like, kept his friends and who held him up to be WWE Champion, that that kind of writes itself in a very nice, you know, little package. And with it, I think it kind of just is a nice little dynamic. It's just nice to have Big E as WWE Champion. So with that, I just want to say thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you're new to this episode and you lasted this long, hey, thank you so much. And if it isn't, and you just skipped here because of timestamps, hey, Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Anyways, with it, 
If you like this podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends, your friendliest friends. You can also find me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper, where I'm always like posting updates and random content here and there. Additionally, you can also find me on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction, and you can also find me on TikTok as well if you want. I, I post stuff on TikTok. You might enjoy it. Who knows? And with it, if you've watched this on your favorite podcast app please consider leaving a review. It helps out a ton. It helps me out. It helps the world out. It helps get this in front of more like-minded fictional friends who may like the idea of a person booking Monopoly into wrestling, a episode on Link, the, the Rick Roll meme. That's a thing I did. <laughs> God, why did I book the Rick Roll meme? <laughs> uh, and with that, I think I'm going to end it here. So... Once again, as I've already stated three or four times now, thank you all so much for listening. And remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.